Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Quickly looking around the NHL. Kings lead the Panthers 3-1 in the second period. Also in the second, Ottawa up 3-2 on Toronto. Islanders leading the Wings 1-zip. Sharks and Hurricanes in a 1-1 tie. Rangers up 2-1 on Vegas. Later, Blue Jackets at Canucks, Devils at Stars, and the Flames take on the tentacle team Calgary bested last night by the Chicago Blackhawks who are not having a great season but they're going to try to upend the Oilers like Columbus did in overtime a couple of nights ago. Uh, that game is on 6.30 Chet tomorrow, 6.30 for the faceoff show and the puck will drop at 8. I am at the Stollery tonight for the 24th annual Chorus Stollery Radiothon presented by Great Canadian Roofing and Exteriors. Hey, you can still donate 780-407-KIDS and uh, we're going to meet another special kid and family here as uh, I'm going to welcome Ryder Roy Akers to the show. Ryder, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Very good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Did I say your last name correctly, first of all? Yes, you did. Not many people do. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad I got it. I don't mind asking live because I want to get it right. Uh, I, I, and Ryder, who is uh, who is also joining us here? Who's the other special person on the line? Mom, Alicia, I'm just hanging out here on the sidelines letting Ryder talk. Okay, well, I, I think I want you to talk a little bit as we go along, Alicia, but I'm glad uh, I'm gl- I will make Ryder the star of the show for sure. Uh, Ryder, how old are you? I'm 12 years old. You're 12 years old, and uh, where do you guys live? Uh, Drayton Valley. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ryder, I'm going to tell you a little secret, and don't hold it against me. I grew up in Evansburg. Do you know where that is? Yeah, we play hockey there. Oh, there you go. Okay, perfect. So you know all about Evansburg. Um, all right, Ryder, I, I'm going to start, actually, before we get into some of the, uh, you know, the medical stuff and the stallery stuff, I, I want to ask you another question because I, I think it's really important. I understand that you have some sort of a special connection with chicken wings. Can you please tell us about that? Yes, chicken wings are the best, especially honey garlic chicken wings. And why do you like chicken wings so much? I don't know. They're just amazing. How can you not like chicken wings? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. It's just self-explanatory. They're chicken wings. You got to eat them. Okay. Uh, I know I have some information about you, and I have a photo of you, and uh, you are wearing an Edmonton Oilers Darnell Nurse uh, jersey. Tell us a little bit about uh, why you like the Oilers and why you have the Nurse jersey. Um. The Oilers are the best team. That's another thing that is just known. The Oilers are the best team, and I was the assistant captain last year, and Nurse is the assistant captain. I'm a D-man. He's a D-man, and he's just an awesome player. All right. Uh, do, you, do, you to, do you have time? I, I assume you're a busy young man with, with school and sports, but you get to watch a lot of the games? Yeah, every night I watch the games. Even if I'm busy, I try to fit in watching the games. And what do you think of the season so far? Pretty good. And Campbell's doing really good lately, too. And Skinner got yeah, to the for All-Star sure. game. So. Yeah, Skinner's going to the All-Star game next weekend. So that, that's that's awesome stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring uh, Alicia in here as, as well. Uh, Alicia, how's it going? Good. How are you? 
Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, I, I hope you can you can take us back a little bit because um, because Ryder's probably too young to remember some of this. Um, when when Ryder was was born, what did he need help with? What was going on? So when Ryder was born, we actually didn't know that there was anything even wrong with him. Um, so we brought him home um, from Edmonton back to Drayton Valley, and we noticed that his stomach was really distended and he was um, puking nonstop. So we kept going back and forth to doctors, and uh, none of them really could figure out what was going on with him. So eventually we ended up getting sent to the stallery, and uh, he had uh, multiple tests done there, and what they thought was a cyst um, needed to be quickly emergency removed. So they took him into surgery, uh, told us they would be out in about an hour and a half, Five and a half hours later, uh, the surgeon came out and was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that he was born with two stomachs. And they had never seen it, so they had to remove full stomach and some of his intestine. Um, after the surgery, he was uh, put into a coma for a week while he healed, and we just basically had to um wait and see if the surgery worked or not and thankfully it did and he was in the greatest care at the stallery and they fixed him up wow that is an amazing story um how rare is that to be born with a second stomach you know what like i uh, was saying they had actually never even seen it at the stallery so they had to um get uh, by video conference they did a call with another surgeon in the states and basically worked through it together and kind of yeah like they had uh, done some papers and stuff after because they had never seen it very rare wow and and for you as a parent I mean, if you don't mind going back there, what was it like going through that? The, you know, your son has something the doctors haven't seen. He's he's put into a coma. How, how did you make it through that? Um, it was definitely the scariest time for both my husband and I. Um, Ryder was our first child, so we knew nothing um, what to expect, and we didn't know that there was something wrong with him. To go, so to go from thinking, you know, yay, we had our first kid and he's healthy, to being told that, it was definitely the hardest thing that we have ever been through. Um, and sitting beside his bedside, not knowing if the surgery had worked. And when he was in a coma, we had to um, sit there and they didn't want us to try and like touch him or anything too, because they were trying to leave him in the lowest level of coma that they could. So um, we basically put our baby in their hands and thankfully we got the best care for him and for both my husband and I as well. Ryder, when all that happened to you, you, I mean, you were a newborn. Um, when you hear that, that that's what you went through as, as a little baby, what's, what's that like for you to hear that? It's crazy. I'm just so happy that they helped me through it, and the scholar is just amazing to help me through that. And Obviously, I can't remember any of that, but from I survived, and now I can eat chicken wings all I want, so... Which is the main thing, for sure. Now, 
because you went through this, because, you know, the, the last young guy I had on, and I know sometimes uh, when people go through something at a young age, it, it might affect how involved they can be in athletics as they get older. Is, is there anything you have to guard against, Ryder? Any, like, or, or are you, like, full-on do whatever sports you want? Um, I was very fortunate, and I still play hockey and basketball, and there's no side effects. I can still do anything I want, and I'm very fortunate that I still get to do hockey and the things I love. Do you need to get uh, checked up for anything? Was you know, is there any concerns about lasting things, or are you just you're pretty healthy right now? Um, I'm really healthy, but I still have to do the odd checkup, and uh, there's a uh, something with my heart right now, but just little things okay yeah, we're very well we're you're very pretty... fortunate yeah to still uh we still go for regular checkups with some of his doctors and then like he said we have a cardiologist too and we still yeah thanks with dollary every time we get to come there and now we just want to give back to this dollary and encourage everyone else to give back too because you just never know when you're going to need it yeah, well, Alicia, I was going to ask you about why it's important, but you you just you knew where I was going, and you covered that off. Well, uh, that's incredible. I, again, thank you for for sharing your story, uh, Ryder. I, I I know it's a long drive. I wish I could have met you. I'll have to try and come out and do a show at a chicken eating chicken wing eating contest in Drayton Valley. We'll have to organize something like that. Yes, I'll come anytime to do any Oilers talk or chicken wing eating. I'll do anything. Well, I'll tell you, what, I'm, I'm serious, and I said it to, to Braden, the last young man who was on. Uh, he's nine, that you're 12. You guys can call in after games. We don't get enough kids' voices on the show, so don't be afraid to call Rob and I after a game on overtime open line, okay? Oh, I for sure will. I'm a huge Oilers fan. I listen to it after every game. Right on. Okay, Ryder, you stay strong. Keep uh, keep plugging away, and, and I really appreciate it. Alicia, thanks to you as well. Thanks for sharing your family's experience. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Right on. That is Ryder Roy Akers and his mom, Alicia. Wow, what a what an amazing journey that was. He was born with a second stomach, and, and, and you heard what he went through. He had to get put in a coma, and doctors had never seen it. And because of the stallery, he, he gets through that. Now he's 12. He's playing hockey. He's cheering for the Oilers. He's loving Darnell Nurse. He's eating as many chicken wings as he can. That sounds like a dream life, doesn't it, everybody? That is pretty cool. So those are the types of kids and families that you're helping out. 780-407-KIDS. Stall- Dollarykids.com. You can make a donation. Uh, you know, again, until seven, we're trying. The total was 1.72 million dollars, so we're trying to push that up as high as we can, get as close to two million as we can. I know from experience because you guys have done it before. Inside Sports listeners like to rally. It's okay. You can be a little quirky. You can pick a, a, your favorite number. You can pick a number of your favorite player. You know, it doesn't have to be 10, 20, 50. You can, like I said, you, you like uh, Connor, donate 97. Um, you know, you, you want to go for the uh, last time the double uh, E won the Grey Cup, donate 2015. Pick, pick whatever you want and give kids and families like that a hand. StollaryKids.com, 780-407-KIDS. Now, it, it is inside sports. We're at the Stollery, but we do have a big game coming up tomorrow. We'll get a little perspective on the Chicago Blackhawks when we get back. 
your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630Chad. All right, so yeah, we're approaching 7 o'clock here. 780407 Kids or donate at stollerykids.com, our 24th annual chorus radiothon. What a day. What incredible stories you've heard throughout the day. We've had a couple here on Inside Sports. And uh, Ched Nation, you've been so generous uh, with your donations. And if you want to jump in, you still can. I do want to spend a few minutes here with my buddy Ben Pope. He covers the Blackhawks for the Chicago Sun-Times. First of all, I'm excited. I think I'm going to actually see you at the rink tomorrow for the first time in a while. So that'll be pretty pretty good yeah you will see me i'm excited to to be here and experience the high of six degrees fahrenheit tomorrow uh that's not that cold <laughs> Calgary was as, as i've told degrees. you numerous times <laughs> oh that's all right but but see it gets so windy in chicago actually it's windy here today i'm sorry buddy it is bad it, it's all right it's all right all right Okay, uh, thanks for fitting me in. Um, we're, I'm, at, I'm at the Stollery here, our, our children's hospital in Edmonton. We got a radiothon, but I, I was like, I got to have Ben on the show because you're always so informative about the Blackhawks. Uh, like last night, one of the most satisfying wins of the season, or, or how would you describe that one against Calgary? Definitely one of the best team performances um, that we've seen so far. They they had Jonathan Taves rolled out late with um, an illness and. Um, switched up the lines and warm-ups, and they all worked. Every single line scored, and uh, Jason Dickinson moved up to first-line center, which had some of us laughing before the game, but then he played really well and uh, showed some chemistry with, with Patrick Kane and, and scored a really pretty goal. And um, It really just worked all around. I mean, this team hasn't had a lot of thorough uh, performances like that this year, but uh, that was certainly one of them. And, and really, the Oilers tomorrow were catching the Hawks at the – the best they've been all season, really. They've won seven of the last ten and um, uh, had some uh, some strong performances, have some of their depth forwards playing pretty hot right now and have been getting good goaltending. So, um, yeah, certainly it's not been a, a great year, but uh, it has been certainly better in January. Well, you make a good point. They've almost doubled their win total on the season over the last three or four weeks, right? So, yeah, they are in a good little run here. Having said that, they remain last in the Western Conference, and they remain a team that other teams might want to pick at. Um, Bob Stoffer, who you know, he's on the station noon to two. He brings up Sam Lafferty's name a lot to somebody the Oilers might want to target. I, I, you're there. Is Are there... And I know we've talked about Kane and Taves in the past, too. Do you look at the roster or hear anything where you're like, okay, probably this guy and or this guy, they're probably going to get moved before the deadline? It really comes down to what kind of offers um, the Blackhawks get because I think almost anyone on this current NHL roster, they'd be more than willing to move at the right price. It's not like there's a lot of prospects or long-term building blocks here. There's a few veterans hanging around. There's a couple young guys who who might be around past the rebuild. And then for the most part, there's a lot of, for more or less, uh, placeholders. So um, there's certainly a lot of them have value. A lot of them are decent um, kind of role players in the NHL. But if if another team is willing to to give up a a second-round pick or a third-round pick or fourth-round pick, depending on their value, I think the Hawks would, would absolutely consider that for almost anyone. Um, and Lafferty included. I mean, he has been playing really well in January. It's his 
best months probably of his career, I would say. Um, he, he brings a lot of speed. He's one of the probably the, the faster players in the league. Um, he's a great penalty killer. Um, he can he can really play well through the neutral zone, get a lot of offensive zone entries. That's something he's been doing particularly well lately. Uh, he showed a b- little bit of a scoring touch, so uh, I could definitely see him being a guy that would have value as kind of a, a bottom six um, winger with, with speed for a contender like Edmonton. And I think at the right price, the Hawks would, would happily make that happen. I think pretty much anyone anyone can be had if wanted on this team. Um, how many goaltenders have the Hawks used this season? Well, let's see. They started with Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock. Um, they had Arvid Soderbloom up. They had Dylan Wells in for a game. Uh, they had Jackson Stauber. Um, so I think we're at five at the moment. And is that uh, how much of that is injuries, and how much of that is they're just searching for a better goalie? <laughs> A lot of it has been injuries. Morozik um, missed time with two different groin injuries. Stalock has missed time with two different concussions. Um, Soda Bloom missed some time with a groin injury and um, had a dehydration issue at one point. Um, yeah, really, the goaltending has been uh, overall, despite the turnover and number of different guys who have rotated through, it's been probably the strongest unit of the team. Um, Stalock had been playing fantastic. Uh, really a great story he, uh, before this latest concussion, uh, coming back from two years missing um, with myocarditis. He had only played one NHL game in two seasons and comes in and uh, played extremely well. Uh, his save percentage is above 9-10. I'm not sure exactly what it is at this point, but um, I've been one of the best players on the team before this concussion, which is uh, concerning considering he just had another one in November. But Soderbloom and, and Stauber are both prospects and both played very well. Stauber won in Calgary the other night and has 2-0 and as one of his first two starts. Um, Soderbloom is kind of considered the long-term starter, hopefully. So uh, there's a lot of promise, really, in the goaltending situation. It's just been uh, some injuries that have forced some different names to get called up. Ben, I'll wrap up with one more player, and there's an Edmonton connection here. He recently debuted in the NHL. He was a star for the U of A Golden Bears. Uh, Luke Philp, how does he figure into the team's plans here? I don't really know if he's going to be a long-term piece. I mean, he's 27 years old and just played his first two NHL games this week, but uh, it was really awesome to see him get to play um, last night in Calgary, grow up uh, an hour away from there, I understand. And he wasn't going to be in the lineup, but with Taze getting sick, he, he got moved in and uh, then earned his first NHL point with an assist in the second period. Um, it seemed We talked to him after the game, and he seemed just totally over the moon. Um, it's been a long road for him to get to this point, but uh, he's, he's been very productive in the AHL. He's been one of Rockford's best players, and he's earned this opportunity. So I don't know if he's going to be a full-time NHLer, but uh, it's great to see him get this chance and, and run with it, and, and we'll see if he continues building on his Albertan uh, momentum tomorrow night. Okay. Well, Ben, we appreciate the update. You, now, you did, I hope you brought a toque, right? You would travel with a toque. Uh, I have a hat. Yeah, it, it's warm enough. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys call them toques in the United States? We call them toques. I've, I've only heard that term from Derek King before. Um, so thanks okay. to him, I know what you <laughs> All right. Hey, you're the best. Thanks for the update on the Hawks. I, I look forward to running, uh, running into you at the rink tomorrow, man. Really appreciate the update. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you.
That is Ben Pope covers the Blackhawks for the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, they got 15 wins on the season, uh, seven of them in their last 10 games. So they are a little more uh, dangerous opponent coming in. We are hoping to get uh, an update. We have a total, no total yet. We're going to get one. You still, you can still donate until seven. Oh, I might be getting something right now. Hang on, everybody. Want to see what you've been able to do over the last there. What are we at here? Oh, that okay. That's still the one from six o'clock. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get one for the last hour when we get back for sure. I wanted to see how, how you guys rallied. I know you did great. Uh, we will also uh, talk to Niles Morgan, who recently signed a new deal with the Elks. Uh, we'll dive into a fun conversation with Mike Morreale as well. I am live at the Stollery. Well, the the radiothon is kind of packed up now, but I'm still going. I'm staying here till eight o'clock. It's inside Sports on Chet.